We'll give you our post-All-Star break takes on the Charlotte Hornets. Play a little game of believe or be cautious and then answer your questions slash comments a part of the Sicko Brigade. All today on Locked on Hornets. You are Locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, in a minute, cuz we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free and available anywhere you get your podcasts, and that includes YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. If your bet wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. There's Doug Branson. You can find him on his sub stack every hornets box and you can also check out his sub text where you can text him get all those thoughts on the upcoming second portion second third of the season or last third that you get with the I hornets dare you. yeah please do that'd be great i dare I you to text you. me i dare you you should you should take him up on that dare i dare you to listen to me on wfnz every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m not as threatening of a dare but i would like for you to listen to us it really helps us out sports radio 92 7 fm let's get to some at least post all-star break takes that we have on the hornets and then i'm excited for believe or be cautious it's great antithesis alliteration we get that it's a great radio segment man either or fantastic great name can't wait to get to that in the second segment but doug i did want to ask you as we embark on this new three game winning streak that the hornets have not i guess it's not ended like it's still technically going on they still have a three game winning streak and it's been going on for i guess over a couple of weeks now that's a beautiful thing so as they take the court again on thursday it kicks off post all-star break what are you most looking forward to to see what happens the rest of the way no, you're totally right. They're on a winning streak. They have not stopped winning. I don't know that they're ever going to stop winning. I mean, right now they are Schrodinger's Hornets, right? We we don't we can't make any judgments until they step on the floor again. So I say let us all enjoy uh, the perfection that is the Charlotte Hornets post trade deadline. What I'm looking forward to most. Well, I think in the long term, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to them making a decision on the basketball operations side. I mean, that's kind of the boring side, you know, that, that we don't that probably makes a team better overall, but uh, is not, you know, playing basketball, not watching basketball the rest of the season. But I am looking forward to that in terms of the on court product. Yeah, I think the obvious thing is you want to see how these new additions continue to integrate themselves in with the old uh, school players on this roster, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, eventually LaMelo Ball. You know, how these guys continue to work together. I'm looking forward to LaMelo coming back. And does that mean man sits or Martin sits? Yeah. We had that discussion a few days ago. There's a lot to look forward to. It's all about the guard play for me. It, it goes exactly into what you were talking about. We had this discussion on how the Hornets are going to operate at the guard spot. Does Trey Mann go back to the bench? Does Cody Martin start? Brandon Miller, LaMelo Ball, how are those many minutes divvied up with Steve Clifford at the helm still trying to figure out how to press the right buttons to keep the winning ways afloat? Because LaMelo is going to come back at some point, right? Like, it's very different from what we get 
and Mark Williams. With Mark Williams, we have to wait. We have to wait. We have to wait. There's a setback. He's not ramping up. We just never know. With LaMelo, we actually have seen him start to warm up. We have gotten some good news from Steve Clifford himself saying, yeah, he's about ready to go. Like we all kind of, you know, we all kind of figured post all-star break is when we would see him. So we might even see him suit up Doug on Thursday. And I, that's going to be against the jazz. I, I think, I guess tomorrow we'll get an injury report. We're going to start that back up. And so we'll see what happens with LaMelo. If he's going to be questionable, what kind of designation we'll get heading into that Thursday matchup. But Doug, I mean, if we get a questionable for LaMelo or if he's just straight up ready to go, we're going to get to answer some of these questions, at least initially, right from the get-go. And that's going to be a lot of fun to see if Trey Mann can just cook with, the, with those uh, second units. If Cody Martin and LaMelo will be playing in the backcourt alongside one another. Also, like Brandon Miller at the two. How much ball handling responsibility is going to be taken away from Brandon, Doug? Because I was listening to the Zach Lowe podcast, and they were going over all the rookies. And they were discussing what we were like. Brandon, he was the primary option. Yeah. Defenses had to account for him, and they were giving him looks for him to get rid of the basketball because that was the best shot mm-hmm. at the opposing defense winning. Like, if you got it out of Brandon's hands, then better things happened for you, which is incredible to to come in and call that kind of respect as a rookie. So how much of that goes away with LaMelo Ball, who is clearly your still lead point guard? Like those questions, the guard play, the the rotation, that's what I'm most interested in seeing. Well, you've already seen him make an adjustment just in these three games where he wasn't taking as many shots in that second game. Only I think he only had eight attempts in that one. And they had to say, hey, Brandon, we, we need you to take a few more shots because everybody's trying boom, to feel out. 19 again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right back yeah. up. Because, well, that's what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. He's capable of taking as many shots as he wants because the ball is going to land in his hands. And the question for him is, you know, when do I take more responsibility on the offensive end for myself? And when do I divvy that out to other players? The, the decisions for him get much easier with LaMelo ball on the floor because LaMelo is going to be moving and commanding more and, you know, Brandon is going to have less of those types of possessions where it's all on him to figure out, am I, you know, moving it in a certain direction or am I keeping it for myself? So I think that becomes easier, but it will be interesting to see how he adjusts uh, offensively to that and not only bringing LaMelo back, but continuing to deal with what is a completely different offense that moves the ball in a way that they haven't moved it all season, even with LaMelo. Yeah, that's what people I think people come to this and go, well, yeah, but LaMelo comes back and you're going to move the basketball. Honestly, like with LaMelo pre this trade deadline, the offense wasn't looking the same kind of electric. It looked, you know, under that last season of Borrego, they were still trying to find their way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what's what's interesting, the flip side of that, Walker, is that LaMelo is going to come back to a different Brandon Miller. A Brandon Miller that has stepped up and, and become a leader for this team, a vocal leader who seems al- already ready uh, to take that mantle that we were trying to give to LaMelo Ball for a few seasons now. So I think all of that still has to be worked out in the back half of this season heading into next season. LaMelo Ball is Patrick Starr going back to his rock in Bikini Bottom, seeing a bunch of eyeballs peeling under the rock and saying, who are you people? It is a very different team <laughs> with Brandon Miller, the new iteration since LaMelo went to the bench and also the completely replenished bench that we speak of with the trade deadline acquisitions that they made. It's incredible. Now LaMelo is going to have to gain chemistry all over again, but 
but it does seem like this group is easier to gain chemistry with than the bench players, non-NBA players getting the rotation minutes that were getting those minutes before the trade deadline. You have more thoughts before we move on? Well, I don't think it's going to be any problem for LaMelo Ball to develop immediate chemistry because we've seen him do it multiple times in his career here in Charlotte because of injuries. You know, it's not just been LaMelo who's been injured. And LaMelo has been healthy when other players have been injured, and he's been forced to develop a quick relationship with Nick Richards, was successful in doing that, had to develop a quick relationship with Mark Williams at one for a very brief moment in last season when, when Mark was elevated and LaMelo was still healthy. And we've seen him do that successfully. So I don't think it's going to be any problem. Plus, now he has shooters. Oh, my God. Like, I, I just, like, I get giddy. Like, my whole body reacts when I think about the fact that LaMelo is going to be able to move the basketball. He's going to be able to do what Michich is doing. He's just going to be able to do it three times as, three times better. Drive, kick, and when he kicks, it's going to go to a player that can shoot the basketball. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Doug has not stopped sniffing the glue, ladies and gentlemen, although that's not a bad take. It's just an exciting take. So I'm not going to take that glue away from him, to be honest with you. Let's move on. Let's play believe or be cautious. Coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Do we think what Trey Mann is doing is real or do we expect his performance to go down? Same thing with Grant Williams. The Hornets trying on defense. A couple of others. We'll get to that in just a moment in the second segment of Locked on Hornets. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins, and you can bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, even more than that. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. We need to shoot our shot again with bet the buzz because i'm not sure vegas has caught up quite yet they've had a whole break to figure out what the charlotte hornets are really about right now but maybe just maybe we can win bet the buzz with vegas having not figured them out yet so we'll go to fanduel.com we'll go fanduel.com slash locked on we'll shoot our shot fanduel the official sportsbook partner of the nba this episode also brought to you by linkedin jobs Whether you're hiring for your small business, you want to find your quality professionals that are right for the role. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can find anywhere else. You can't find. That would that would be bad. You can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses Get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Two and a half million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. More Lockdown Hornets ahead. 
Doug, I uttered bet the buzz. I wonder if we should catch up again before Vegas starts to realize, wait, these are not the previous Charlotte Hornets that were playing basketball like those guys are in the G League again. What's the line for this jazz game? Do you have a number for us? I'll tell you, Vegas has not caught up. I, I don't Sweet. think anyway, because the Hornets right now are a nine and a half point dog yeah, against the Utah Jazz first game out of the shoot. Also sellers, also sellers at the deadline, except they did the normal selling thing where they're going to get worse. I, I, Taylor Hendricks is going to get more minutes. Like the rookies are going to be handling the ball more. They're in total. Give the ball to the young guys mode. We're going to get rid of guys like Kelly Olynyk. So the jazz actually selling and getting worse. Unlike the Hornets who sell and then get better. Yeah, man. Vegas don't know. They don't know. Go to FanDuel. If you can make sure you go to FanDuel because I believe, I believe that this is going to be a different type of team. Here we are with the last third of the NBA season. You want to play some believe or be cautious, Doug? Let's do it. All right. Let's start with the guy. Maybe this is controversial. Do you think Trey Mann has been the best new addition so far? The fact that it's a tough question is a nice sign, but I think I would give that title to Trey Mann. I think Grant Williams is also competing for that spot. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, Trey Mann jumps off the page a little bit more in terms of the stats that he's been able to rack up. I would say that that Trey Mann has been the most electric and Grant Williams has been the most impactful to winning. Okay, most necessary possibly. I feel you on that. Let's start with Trey Mann. Do you, do you believe that Trey Mann will do this the rest of the way, what he did the last three games, or do you think Hornets fans should be cautious? I think they should be cautious, but it's not. It's less about Trey Mann and more about my belief in, in how his role is going to transform once LaMelo Ball comes back. Now, if LaMelo Ball doesn't come back or if he comes back and then has to exit again, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> then I won't be believing in much anymore. In much. You know, I was about to say, you'll lose all belief is what you're going to lose. Yeah, I guess. Right. You. But if, if LaMelo does come back and he stays healthy, then I believe that Trey Mann will have a reduced role. And so that's why I say be cautious, but I don't, but I think long-term I believe, I believe that they have Trey Mann and his bird rights and a, and a guy that has, I think a, a much uh, higher ceiling than maybe even OKC gave him credit for having. And I'm excited about what his, what what his impact will be on the team as a, I think he's a future Charlotte Hornets major sixth man of the year not just a Hornets I think he could be a sixth man of the year candidate next season I'm getting so excited I'm hitting my microphone there you thinking go. about it um I would tell you to be cautious as well and it has everything to do with the role that I expect to change also not only with LaMelo coming back and, and just him moving out of the starting lineup the assist numbers, they, they, those numbers don't indicate that this is who he is previously. And yeah. so while I expect those to go down, I'm not saying that that is, is going to be something he completely loses. I just think if he moves to the bench, Doug, then he's the kind of guy you want taking a lot of shots, right? Like I think, at least I think if he's going to be the ball handler in the second unit. So I think those assists go down. I think the efficiency goes down. I think the volume is still there and he's still an impact player with the ball in his hands. Like that's the guy you're going to look to. So even defensively, I think people are surprised to see him play so well. 
if if you knew Trey Mann before playing for the Hornets, then you didn't think much of him as a defender. And that's why I think most of the time people that I've seen watch Trey Mann or cover him, they're, oh, okay, like this is a pleasant surprise. He has the capability and he's playing better. And so this ties into another one we have in a little bit later. But I think I'll be cautious, but it's all just because of the role. Like it's no disrespect. It's really similar to your answer. If we move on to the next one, let's go to Grant Williams, the other guy that we thought maybe is the uh, the best new addition. Grant Williams, do you believe or do you think the Hornets should be cautious? I think they have to be cautious because of what happened in Dallas, right? I mean, you got to be a little yep. bit cautious that there is going to be some kind of regression to the mean that he's not going to be as aggressive going after these rebounds. You've mentioned it a lot. I'm probably stealing one of your points, but like his rebounding numbers weren't great in Dallas and they have been great so far, at least really, really good. And, and but uh, here's my reason though, to believe, I, I think it would be rational for you to be cautious, but mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a reason to believe. Here's why I believe because he's coming back home. He has a reason to elevate his game that is the, that is a little bit intangible. And and I think he's he's talking the talk and and this team is gassing him up. His teammates are gassing him up. Whereas I think, you know, when you're around Luca and Kyrie, I don't think they were doing much <laughs> I don't think they were doing much gassing up Grant Williams, right? No. I mean, they're pretty focused on the fact that they are all world players and that every the whole world of Dallas basketball revolves around them. So that's my reason to believe in Grant Williams. I think I believe too. Oh, that's an upset. I thought you were going to be cautious. The rebounding is enough to be cautious about for sure, just because of how terrible it's been. But I think Steve Clifford is not since he's come over here, but before that, but I do think Steve Clifford is going to play him a lot still. So the opportunity is going to be there. Doug, one thing about Grant too, I think he's a legit shooter. I think the numbers have shown you that, whether it be in Boston or I guess the little bit that he was in Dallas, despite him not getting a ton of minutes. And I think that Steve Clifford values that type of shooting where if if the constant comparison is Grant Williams and PJ, Grant Williams has been a considerably more consistent shooter than what PJ has. And so if you talk about him being as effective as he has so far from the outside, then I think you have a lot of, matchup malleability or like just lineup malleability with him. So LaMelo, Trey Mann, if you can stretch the offense or the defense out so much that you have driving lanes for Miles Bridges, Trey Mann, LaMelo Ball to operate, I think Grant Williams is going to see the floor a lot. If you're physical, okay, Steve Clifford loves that, so you're going to get minutes there. If you are at least boxing out, like guys can still get the rebound over the top of you. I I, I think those are going to go down. I don't think that's going to be great from him as we move forward, but I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity, especially Doug, because man, Marcus Bolden's on a 10 day contract. And while we like the flyer, both of us like the flyer. I can't tell you Marcus Bolden is going to get real minutes here. Mark Williams didn't play in for a couple weeks and he could sit out longer. So they need a small ball five that they trust. Steve Clifford trusts Grant Williams. Those are all the reasons I believe. And it's working. I shared that stat where the the lineups with Grant Williams at center are like plus forty four net rating, offensive rating mm-hmm. versus defensive rating. Like it's now Nick Richards has been playing well too. Those lineups with Nick at center are like plus thirteen, but plus forty four. I mean that's a lineup that's working. I don't see Steve Clifford moving away from that. I think you're right. Bolden to me is like Nick Richards gets in early foul trouble 
then you're going to see Bolden get a few spot minutes here or if both of them get in foul trouble. Certainly, it just gives the Hornets a little bit more flexibility or against certain lineups that feature a lot of size where you're going to have to size up. Then he'll he'll get a few minutes, but I don't think you're right. Bolden's his place in the lineup is not going to be like rock solid. By the way, really quick thing on Trey Mann, previewing a future conversation we're going to have. I don't think we've even mentioned this, but like obviously short term Mann's acquisition meant NSJ Nick Smith Jr. went down to Greensboro, but like long term, yeah. this probably was not a great trade deadline for Nick Smith Jr. Like you've got a tough decision. With Trey Mann and Nick Smith Jr. both being on rookie contracts, I think one of those guys might get traded in the offseason. Could happen. It could happen. We'll see what Trey Mann does and just how valuable Nick Smith Jr. is to others, which would be that that would suck. That'd be something that we wouldn't like. Let's move on to one other point here before we go to the next segment. The Hornets actually trying on defense (laughs) and playing better on that end of the floor. I'll go first on this one, Doug. I believe there are a couple of reasons why. One, I am operating from the standpoint of it can't get any worse, which, yes, sometimes that leads you to much dismay, but I don't think it can get much worse. They do have Grant Williams, who will help you defensively. I'm a little cautious because, look, the numbers are when LaMelo returns to the lineup, they get significantly worse defensively. That's true. I do think that's also been alongside Terry Rozier in the backcourt. You're going to have a different backcourt now, whether it be Cody Martin, Trey Mann, or even Brandon Miller playing that too. We did get to see the Hornets play a lot better post-All-Star break last year where they were like one of the best defensive-rated teams in the NBA. I think Dennis Smith Jr. helped a lot in that category. And you know what? Mark Williams did too. So if you don't have Mark Williams, you don't have Dennis Smith Jr., LaMelo Ball is coming back, and they were worse with LaMelo defensively on the floor. All those numbers would point to they're not going to be great defensively, but if we if we stick with the spirit of the question, Doug, the spirit of the question is, do we expect them to continue to try? I do think they're going to try, and that's why I believe in this specific wording of the question. I hate agreeing exactly with your point, but that is the point, that, that I the believe point. that they will try on defense. I would be cautious that they're going to be continue to be that good defensively like they were when they when they hold the Atlanta Hawks to under 100 points. The, and, and it's less about LaMelo because I think some of the defensive problems with LaMelo were the fact that you were pairing LaMelo with Terry Rozier, and yeah. that was just like not a great – you couldn't hide LaMelo defensively a lot of times. Cause it, not just about Terry Rozier, but some of the other players that were around him, it was just difficult to hide LaMelo – on defense like you would ideally want to do to allow LaMelo to really focus more on the offensive side of the floor. But also, the offense was bad. And when your offense is bad, your defense is going to be bad because you're going to be forcing things, turning it over, missing a ton of shots. And you miss a ton of shots, especially bad threes. What does that lead to? That leads to runouts by the opposing team. Hornets weren't exactly loving the idea of constantly getting back in transition. And so that's going to crush your defense. Uh, but the reason I think you should be cautious is because you still don't have an anchor underneath. You you need Mark Williams for this team to be elite defensively. Um, Nick Williams or Nick Williams, Nick Richards has been okay. He's improved defensively, but I don't think he's like that anchor that Mark Williams. He's not scaring a lot of folks out of the paint. And sometimes when mm-hmm. his shots not going in, 
I think you saw it in that last game before the All-Star break. He's not as focused defensively. Uh, what happens when if Mann does go back to the bench and he's not getting as many shots? Does his confidence start to waver like it did in Oklahoma City? Does that affect his defense? There are questions to be answered, but you're more positive about the defensive end of the floor than you ever have been or you have to be. All right, let, we got a lot more to get to. Let's try to do it in this upcoming segment coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We have a couple more believes or be cautious with a couple of other new additions. And then we'll get to the sicko brigade Brigade coming up in the last segment here of Lockdown Hornets. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, even more than that. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers one more segment to go locked on hornets Let's finish up quickly, Doug. Vasilia, Michich, and Seth Curry. Let's just do a two-for-one here. Do they both? Should we believe in both? Or should we be cautious about both of these guys? What do you think? I think we should be cautious with Seth Curry. You know, I think he was riding the high of coming back home, donning the 30, and, you know, there's probably a ton of adrenaline, a ton of nerves and he's but he's a veteran and so he fought through all that and he's he had some great performances you know but i think with lamelo coming back it does push one of man or martin to the bench and that ripple effect now that obviously like nsj is in greensboro that ripple effect is going to either get Michich or curry and it's going to reduce their role within the lineup and i think i probably lean towards it affecting curry more so than Micic, because I think Micic just offers you so much in terms of playmaking, which man has been good at, but I think Micic is more the natural point guard, backup point guard for LaMelo yep. Ball when he's not on the floor. I'll say I believe in both. The reason is because if we're talking about what we thought Seth Curry would be, which he gets hot every now and then, I expect that to continue to happen. I, if, if he gets hot every like third game, and then you start to play him more because he's just hitting shots from the outside and he continues to try defensively. It's it's not too far off of what I expected. And so, okay, if you just accept that fact, right, because it's all relative, do you believe in what he's been giving you or do you think that this is something we can't see every third game him go off? No, I think we can. So I believe in Seth Curry that way. And I think the floor is much more sound with Michich, uh, I just because of what he offers as a player anyway. The shooting... Can't expect that to be there, but him moving the basketball, doing the connector thing, making the right decision, giving you some fun Euro steps along the way. Yeah, man, I expect that. So I, I believed in a lot of it. Like Trey, man, because the role is the only one that I told you to be cautious about. 
if Mijic continues to shoot like he has, which has been a bit unexpected, then it's yeah. an obvious choice because what Mijic can do is move an entire defense. That's what we've seen Mijic do, and and not just that wasn't a surprise because you saw him do it in Euroleague. Like that's what he was known for. That's why he was MVP because he can handle the basketball and he, I mean, he has a uh, an array of moves that he just didn't get to showcase in OKC because he was buried in the lineup. But on a on a second unit, he can move a defense. And Seth Curry cannot do that. Seth Curry can do a lot of things, but he needs to be facilitated for, whereas Micic can move an entire defense. So it really is going to depend on what exactly Clifford feels like he needs most within that second unit structure. I just, right now, on my believe, be cautious, if you're if you're putting those two guys together, I more believe in Micic right now. Okay, you are the keeper of the Sicko Satchel. That means you're also in charge of the Sicko Brigade. I believe they look to you as their fearless leader. And I think that's that's probably what your title is right now, the Sicko Brigade's fearless leader. Doug, what do we have from, what kind of shout outs from the Sicko Brigade do we have? Yeah, I wanted to give some shouts to some folks that are on the Sicko Brigade. Join subtext.com forward slash locked on Hornets to join that Sicko Brigade. We've got Briar SWT who says, we're never losing again. And I like this. He was like, you can quote me on the podcast. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) We're never losing again, baby. I dare you. (laughs) <laughs> 28 no it's not gonna happen we're going to the play-in that'll be interesting by the way do you go maybe with curry and the if they and there aren't a play-in or a playoff scenario man Love that's it. you know if they do make it like this is a legitimate you look at this lineup and and i think somebody i think i have oh yeah yeah so ct of the 11th higgins division from the sicko brigade says it's great <laughs> to see the hornets <laughs> <laughs> with a legit NBA bench. A couple of games of tape with a new roster, and they'll probably fall back to earth a bit. But in the meantime, I'm here for it. That's right. They have a legit NBA bench. Like it, You could envision Clifford with some more development of this roster getting into a play-in or playoff scenario and having some pieces to move around similar to what he did in 2016 when he had Al Jefferson come off the bench. They, you know, Miami blitzed Kimba Walker and they had to make some adjustments, but you had pieces to make that make those adjustments and make that a series against Miami. I think he's got those again, but they've got to make a hell of a run uh to make it happen. I'm sorry. Um, Evan, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I just need to I need to give that name a little more love because yep. that that's on the wing. If you are of the 11th Higgins division, that means you are at the wing of the hospital that is so potent, that is so contagious that we need to keep mm-hmm. you in a separate building from the hospital. The 11th yeah, division. 11th of the Higgins division. Oh my God. You are, Corey, you are too far gone. Corey, just, not Rod. Let me clarify. Corey, uh, not yes, of the Rod. No, no one's in the Rod Higgins division. I know. That's the Corey Higgins Bobcats. It, all, all we can do for you is make your life comfortable until the end, buddy. And we are here for it. Hopefully we're doing our part. Uh, Evan from Twitter, who uh, has gotten, uh, gotten in contact with the owners and the owners have responded. Yes, yes he is now. So he's officially in the sicko brigade. He joined uh, the subtext. Uh, so shout out to Evan for making that happen. And then finally, and I'll leave on this, uh, which will be a future topic for sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a name here. I just have uh, a little bit of a phone, not, not enough of a phone number to make any difference. But 574 says, I hate to make a case for the Miller versus LaMelo debate, but I'm pretty sure B-Mill is wearing braces on both ankles right now. People, we are on braces watch, and LaMelo is going to return, and we will continue to be on braces watch for the rest of the season. (laughs) Double braces.
<laughs> oh, God, I don't want to do Brace's talk. I don't want to do Brace's talk. It's coming. Whenever he returns, that's all. We're, we're not even going to recognize. We're going to look. Oh, it's LaMelo. Boop. Right down to the ankles. That's what everybody's going to be looking at. That'll do it for Lockdown Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast. Now, thanks for making us your first listen. Make sure you also check out Locked On Sports today live on YouTube. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. A little Ron Burgundy, too, like the Anchorman. We just got constant news for you every single second of the day. You well, can and if the Hornets, out. listen, if the Hornets continue Double to win, Dallas. Walker, they might put mm-hmm. us on that channel. That would At be, you point. know the Hornets are doing well if they put us on that channel, because we don't At get on that point. channel very often. And it's usually for weird things that the Hornets are doing, bad things that the Hornets are doing, not good things. Yeah, make sure you stay up at like 3.30 a.m. Eastern time to catch the Charlotte Hornets topic (laughs) on the 24-7 streaming channel. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. 